السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد حسن وثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So carrying on, we we left off last week. The author he says, "Rahimallah Taala, فإذا قيل لك ما الأصول الثلاثة التي يجب على الإنسان معرفتها؟ فقال معرفة العبد ربه ودينه ونبيه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم." So if it is said to you, what are the three fundamental principles that mankind is obligated to know? Then the author, he gives the answer. He says, فَقُلْ So say, that the servant knows his Lord. He knows his religion and he knows his prophet. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu And these three questions As we will see Is questions that will be asked In the Qabr In our graves Narrated By Al-Bara ibn Azib He says that we went out with the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And ka- Accompanying the bear of a man of the Ansar. So one of the men of the Ansar, they passed away. So Al-Bara ibn Azib, he accompanied the funeral. So when we reached his grave, it was not yet dug. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam sat down. And we also sat down around him as if birds were over our heads. What does that mean? They sat as if birds were over the head. They sat still. Good. MashaAllah. Right? They sat extremely still. Extremely quiet. And this was the adab. This was the respect that the companions radiyallahu anhum ajma'een had for two things. Number one, the respect they had for who? For Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And number two, the respect they had for what? For? Okay. Okay. This wasn't actually what I was looking for, but we put that as number three. Number two, respect they had for knowledge. Because whatever came out of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was what? It was ilm, it was knowledge. So this shows you how they sat when they were in a circle of knowledge or when someone was, and this, in this case, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was going to share with him some advice. Right? Today what happens? We're sitting in the masjid, wherever we're sitting, right? This. Right? We all, most of us, right? Including ourselves, myself, right? We're always busy with our phones, with whatever we're doing. But the point is that things can wait. Okay, now, mashallah, you're going to say, yeah, maybe the brothers are reading Quran, alhamdulillah. But most of the time, let's be honest, right? What is people actually doing with it? Phones. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he had in his hand a stick with which he was scratching the ground. So he had a stick in his hand and he was playing with the ground, moving it around. He then raised his head and see and said, Seek refuge with Allah from the punishment in the grave. He said this twice or thrice. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one thing we need to know about the Prophet, peace be upon him, he was jawami'ul kalim. 
that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he had the ability to say a lot of things in very small sentences. He could say a lot, but in a few words. Right? Jawami'ul kalim. And also, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of the sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him, is that when he spoke, and things were important, he would mention it more than once. So this is obviously something important. Adab al-Qabr. The punishment of the grave is something that is important. The version of Jabir radiallahu an adds here, he hears the beat of their sandals when they go back. Who hears the beat of whose sandals? Right? So the dead person, he hears the footsteps of the people that is walking away. This is narrated by Jabir. And at that moment he is asked, Ya Fulan, O so and so, Mar Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Wama Dinuk, and what is your religion? Waman Nabiyuk, and who is your Prophet? Hanad's version says two angels will come to him. They will make him sit up. Now all of us, we've been to the Maqbara. Right? We know the size of the hole. It's a place to sit. Right? Hardly. Right? So they're going to make you sit up. How is this going to happen? This only Allah knows. How two malaika is going to come into the grave? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that. And they're going to ask him, Who is your Lord? He will reply, My Lord is Allah. They will ask him, Who is your or What is your religion? He will reply, My religion is Islam. They will ask him, And what is your opinion about the man who was sent on a mission among you? He will reply, He is the messenger of Allah. Peace be upon him. They will ask, who made you aware of this? He will reply, I read Allah's book, believed in it, and considered it to be true, which is verified by Allah's word. Allah's book, believed in it, and considered it to be true, which is verified where Allah says, Allah establishes those who believe with the word that stands firm in this world and the next. <coughs> The agreed version reads, right? So what? I narrated to you two versions that two separate Sahabis, they narrate. Now, the question that I would like to ask or pose here, is this common? That we all sit in a gathering, correct? We sit in a gathering, I narrate you some stuff. Is it possible that some of us sitting here might remember more than others? Yes or no? Exactly. So it's not far-fetched. Or never think that there's something wrong, that okay, they were sitting here, but why is it one Sahabi added something here, or another Sahabi never added something? Because at the end of the day, people's concentration span, it differs. Some people can sit for an hour, they can remember every single word. Someone will sit for an hour, but he only remembers half an hour of two. This is human nature. So like that, different companions maybe heard different things and they remembered more than others and Allah knows best. Then a crier will call from heaven. My servant has spoken the truth. So spread a bed for him from paradise. Clothe him from paradise. And open a door from him into paradise. So some of its air and perfume will come to him. The air and perfume from where? From Jannah. And a space will be made for him as far as the eye can see. So he will, you will be able to see. If you are the people of Jannah, whilst you are in your cover, you will get some fragrance of Jannah. You will get some air of Jannah. And on top of that, you will be able to see as far as the eye can see 
a space or your space that will be for you in Jannah. He also mentioned the death of the infidel, a kafir, saying his spirit will be restored to his body. Two angels will come to him. They will make him sit up and they will ask him, Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? He will reply, right? Alas, alas. Right? In other narrations, he says that he will stutter. He won't be able to answer. They will ask him, what is your religion? Again, he will be able to stutter. I do not know. They will ask him, who was the man who was sent on a mission amongst you? He will reply, I do not know. I do not know. Then a crier will call out from heaven. He has lied, so spread a bed for him from hell. Clothe him from hell and open for him a door into hell. Then some of its heat and some of the evil winds of hell will come to him and his grave will be compressed so that his ribs will be crushed together. Right? May Allah protect us from this. Jabir's version, he adds, one who is blind and dumb will then be placed in charge of him, having a sledgehammer such that if a mountain was struck with it, it would become dust. He will give him a blow with it, which will be heard by everything between the east and the west, except for mankind and the jinn, and he will become dust. Then his spirit will be restored to him, and this will go on and on. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is where the author, rahimallahu ta'ala, got the title of his book. This is where he based his book on. Three questions that you will be asked in your grave. So if we don't study this, if we don't know these three questions, how are we going to ask it in the grave? You write in an exam tomorrow. You don't open the book. How do you expect to pass? You're going to get wahi. Right? Wahi is cut off. When Muhammad sallallahu passed away, there's no more wahi. Right? So what are you going to get? فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكَ So the author, he says, مَنْ رَبُّكَ فَقُلْ رَبِّيَ اللَّهِ أَلَّذِي رَبَّانِي وَرَبِّ جَمِيعِ الْعَالَمِينَ بِنِعْمِهِ so if it is said to you, who is your Lord? Then say, my Lord is Allah. This is our Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who nurtured me and nurtured all of creation through his favor. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah does not need us. We are in need of Allah. We are in need of His favors. And here we see that the author, at the start of the book of what we've been covering over the past few weeks, he explained the three principles briefly. Now he's going to go into detail with regards to the three principles and proofs from the Quran and the Sunnah. The next point is extremely important. That we base our teachings on the Quran and on the Sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. There is no other alternative. Like we don't have another choice. Our deen has come from where? From the Quran and from the prophetic teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is what we are going to follow. Another important point is, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we do not follow blindly. So Sheikh Fulan says this, ah no, this is what we accept. Sheikh Fulan said that, this is what we accept. No. You need to know what you are following. But having said that also, there is another side to the coin. 
someone and listen carefully now. That has studied, Alhamdulillah, you are happy with him. He is someone that calls to the Quran, calls to the Sunnah upon the understanding of the Salaf. And if he gives you something from the Quran and Sunnah, then that is sufficient. There is no need also as some people, they feel there is no need for ulama. There is no need for students of knowledge. There is no need for du'at. We can open Bukhari, we can open Muslim, we can open the Quran and Alhamdulillah. This is a problem. That person, that, that da'i or that student of knowledge that is on the haqq, that is calling to the Quran and the Sunnah, ala fahmi salaf, he didn't become like that overnight. He studied, there's a process. You need to know the Arabic language. You need to know the sciences of hadith. You need to know the sciences of fiqh. You need to know the sciences of usul fiqh. Different fields. How people came to conclusions. How you look at masail. Things are not always black and white, correct? Right? In life, generally, besides deen, is everything always black and white? Or is there some gray area? It's always some gray area. Right? In life, there's never always a straight ball. Sometimes you get the curve. Curve from this side or a curve from that side. How do you handle it? The same thing here. People, when they come and they ask questions, not everything is going to be just found in Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, etc. Yes, the bases are there. Right? Just for example, just come to the tip, fingertips. Someone asks you about Bitcoin. You're going to find a hadith on Bitcoin. No. So you need to know the basis of trade and then you can answer. Allah knows best. فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكَ مَنْ And when it is said to you, right, when it is said, who is your Lord? Now remember, this question will be asked to you in the dunya. People are going to come to you. Who is this Allah that you worship? Then to look at him. And you say, I don't know. You're going to look and be confused. So you need to know. And in the year after, so in your grave, they're going to ask you again, Who is your Lord? And if we have true knowledge, if we understand this correctly, then we will be able to say that Allah is my Lord. Is this sufficient just to say, Allah is my Lord? Or do you think the person that is asking you wants to know, but who is this Allah? That yes, you're worshipping someone, but who are you worshipping? Right? They say they worship a God, but we know what type of God. Right? That he has a son, وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ Holy Spirit, وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ so how can our Allah be the same as the God? It's impossible. So remember this. And then he says, Alladhi Rabbani. Right? Rabbani. The one who nurtured me and the one that nurtured all of creation through his favors. And remember, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا And if you were to count the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you would not be able to count. How many favors a day don't we witness from Allah? Think about it. We just need to look at five quickly. You wake up in the morning. Alhamdulillah. That's life. You can see. Alhamdulillah. Right? Someone's frying an egg for you at home. You can smell. Alhamdulillah. You get out of bed. You can walk. Alhamdulillah. You go to the bathroom. You pass number one and you pass number two. Alhamdulillah. 
you clean your mouth, you wash your face, your hands can move, you can feel that water, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, Alhamdulillah. You eat, you can taste, Alhamdulillah. You can make salah, you can thank Allah. This is just in the space of what? 10-15 minutes in the morning. When half the world is still sleeping and the other half is rushing to go to work. You've taken out time, you made wudu. This is, you made salah. This is all from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's still for the rest of the day? Still for the rest of the week, the month, the year, your entire life. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ And if you were to count the favors of Allah, you would not be able to count His favors. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, أَمَّنْ هَذَا الَّذِي يَرْزُقُكُمْ إِنْ أَمْسَكَ رِزْقَهِ Who is He that can provide for you if He should withhold His provision? We've all been through that in life. When maybe we lost our job, we lost our income, we were ill, they never paid us for a month, we went somewhere, they never paid us, we were too busy, right? We know how it feels, but who can provide for us if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds His provision? وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا كُلٌّ فِي كِتَابٍ مُبِينٍ And no moving, loving creature وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ Is there on this earth but that its provision is due from Allah. Who sustains them? Allah. The fish in the sea, the whale, the shark. Those small species that you find in the sea. Who sustains them? Is no one going from I and J every single day with his huge trawler and giving them food? No, he's catching them. In the jungle, in the middle of the jungle where no man is there, who is feeding those lions, who is sustaining the birds, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he knows its dwelling place and its deposit in the uterus, in the grave, etc. And all of this is in the clear book, Al-Awhil Mahfud, the book of decree, which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ رَبُّكُمْ فَاعْبُدُوهُ أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who is Allah to us? رَبُّكُمْ that He is your Lord, He is our Lord. فَعْبُدُوهُ So worship Him, worship Allah. أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Then will you not remember? Right? Think about this. This is ayat of the Qur'an. Verse in and verse out, speaking about the creation, speaking about the creator, speaking about the one that sustains, the one that nourishes, the one that provides. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The authoring says, وَهُوَ مَعْبُودِ لَيْسَ لِي مَعْبُودِ سِوَاهُ وَالدَّلِيلِ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ and he is the one whom I worship. This ya, ma'budi, the ya at the end, simplifies that, or signifies that it is me, I worship. Ibadi, my slaves, right? This is for, to show ownership. So ma'budi, that I worship, the being to me no false deity worship that is equal to him. And the proof for the statement is Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen That all praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds. And if you look at the word, right? Al-Alameen. This Al, the Alif and the Al. And the Alif and the Lam. Al, right? 
alami. So what is this al? In Arabic, this is called, right, istighraq. For alhamdu, sorry, alhamdu. That all praise, every single praise that you can think of is due to who? Is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Praise from the animals, praise from the jinn, praise from the humans. Everything that is praising Allah falls under this. All praise is due to Allah. Because who is He? Rabbil Alameen. He is Lord of the creation. Nothing could have come into existence, into creation, if it was not for Allah Azza wa And as we mentioned last week, I'm not going to go into this again, but saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Lord, this is not sufficient. وَكُلُّ مَنْ سِوَى اللَّهِ عَالَمْ وَأَنَّ وَاحِدْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ الْعَالَمْ The word alam refers to everything apart from Allah. And I am a part of a creation. We all are. Right? The sama, the arsh, the kursi, the malaika, the bahr, the seas, the skies, the mountains, whatever. Right? Whatever comes into your mind, everything is of the creation of Allah except Allah. This is the alam. Everything besides Kullu shay ma Allah Everything besides Allah And here brings us to the next To his lordship Iyaka na'budu Wa iyaka nasta'in That you alone do we worship And you alone do we seek Assistance, aid And this affirms Right? Or this is negation and affirmation. Iyaka. That you alone. So we are? Of what? Singling out. That we're not worshipping anyone else. Only you. Na'budu. Wa iyaka. And again we are singling out. That is only for you. Nasta'in. That we seek aid. And we're going to come to this verse, I think, either next week again, into more detail. فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكَ بِمَا عَرَفْتُ And when it is said to you, by way of his signs, right, when it is said to you, how do you know Allah? How would you know who Allah is? Fakul, so say, Biayatihi wa makhlukatihi. That you will know Allah through what? Through His? Ayatihi, through His signs. So here we see that the word ayah can mean verse and it can mean signs as well. Wa makhlukatihi and His creations. Wa min ayatihi. And from his signs, Al-Layl is the night, Wal-Nahar and the day, Wal-Shams and the sun, Wal-Qamr and the moon. These are just some of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah's signs are divided into two categories. The first category known as Ayatu Kawniya. These are the signs that we can see for example, the sky, the sun, the moon, the mountains, etc. And the poet, he says, Ya ajaban, kayfa yu'sa ilahu am kayfa yajhaduhu al-jahidu wa fi kulli shay'in lahu ayatun tadullu ala annahu wahidun wa lillahi fi kulli tahrikatin wa taskinatin abadan shahidu. He says, so how strange, how can the one deserving of worship be disobeyed? How can we disobey Allah? 
Or how can the one who denies deny him? When everything contains a sign for him proving that he is one. If you look in the sky, at the sky, you look at the mountains, you look at the sea, you look at creation. This proves to you that he has to be a creator. That he is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There has to be one ilah. And there is a witness for Allah in every movement and every stillness of creation. When someone is ill and you go visit someone, then, right, what do they always speak about? Don't they always speak about Allah? Don't they always speak about, you know, they leave us so good. Life is so short. I don't know how I'm going to come out of the hospital. You know, and all these things. But why does it have to be that we need to be ill to remember Allah? Fadkuruni adkurkum. Fadkuruni adkurkum. Remember him and he will remember you. Amja'alu lillahi shuraka'a khalaku kakhalkihi. فَتَشَابَهَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَيْهِمْ كُلِ اللَّهُ خَالِكُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَّةِ Or do they assign to Allah partners who created the like of His creation so that the creation which they made and His creation seemed alike to them say Allah is the creator of all things he is the one, the irresistible. Right, so this all falls under the first category. The second category is ayatu Qur'aniya, verses that speaks about Allah and how He created heavens and the earth, etc. And there are many, many of these verses in the Qur'an. And the author, he says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمْرُ لَا تَسْجُدُ الشَّمْسِ وَلَا لِلْقَمْرِ وَاسْجُدُوا لِلَّهِ الَّذِي خَلَقَهُنَّ إِن كُنْتُمْ إِيَّاهُ تَعْبُدُونَ So he brings a verse. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ And from the signs, right, from the signs of Allah. اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ It is the night and the day. وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمْرُ and it is the sun and the moon. La tasjudu lishamsi wala lilqamr. Prostrate not to the sun, nor to the moon. Wasjudu lillah. And prostrate to Allah. This is the one that you are supposed to prostrate to. Alladhi khalaqahunna in kuntum iyyahu ta'budun. Who created them if you really worship him. So know that Allah is the creator of everything. He created the sun, He created the moon, He created human beings, He created the jinn kind, created animals, everything was created by Allah. So how can one worship a created item? Something that Allah created, you are worshipping. Right? It doesn't make sense. إِنَّ رَبَّكُمُ اللَّهُ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ يُؤْشِي اللَّيْلَ النَّهَارِ يَطْلُبُهُ حَثِيثًا وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ وَالنُّجُومَ مُسَخَّرَاتِ بِأَمْرِهِ أَلَا لَهُ الْخَلْقُ وَالْأَمْرُ تَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ Indeed, Verily your Lord is Allah. Inna Rabbakumullah. That this your Lord is Allah. Alladhi khalaqa samawati wal ard. That who created the heavens and the earth fi sittati ayyam. In six days. Thumma istawa ala al arsh. And then he made istawa. He rose over the throne in a manner that suits his majesty. So here's a question that comes up. Right? 
if I were to ask Afwan for those that know they know but if I were to ask you where is Allah right Ain Allah Okay. So who says on the throne? Tay. Uncle? Think so. Tay. Everywhere. Above? Tay. Focus about Samawati Right? Okay. So here the verse, right? It says, "Thumma stawa ala al-arsh," that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He rose above the throne in a manner that suits Him. Right? So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is فَوْقَ سَبْعَ سَمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not everywhere. This was the belief. Of the Jahmiyyah. That they believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is everywhere. Now if one, right, so this is no harm, right, we are in a class, we are learning. We all grew up like this. Before we went to go study, before we grew older, before we sat with the ulama, we sat in classes, many of us, we had this belief. We grew up like that, when you went to madrasa, what did they teach you? Allah's world, Allah is everywhere. But if you think of it, and you, when we studied, we realized that ثم استوى على العرش, that Allah is above His creation. And the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was saying for Allah that He is everywhere, وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ if, if a place have najis, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a place of najis, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on, wa na'udhu billah on the ground. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa na'udhu billah in the hammam, in the toilet. Right? So the answer is no. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above his creation. But his knowledge, his seeing and his hearing is what? It encompasses everything. Correct? Allah, he sees everything. Allah, He hears everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows everything. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above His creation. Above the Sabah Samawan. So having said this, Imam Malik rahimallahu ta'ala, He was sitting in Medina. And someone came to him and they were asking about this Aynallah, Aynallah, about the kaifiya, about the how. So Imam Malik subhanallah, he gave a beautiful statement, a beautiful answer. He said, Al-Istawa ma'lum, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rising is known. Al-Istawa ma'lum. Wa imanu bihi wajib. And to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above His creation. Fawqa sab'a samawat. Then know that this is compulsory. You need to believe this. Right? Al-Istawa ma'lum. Right? Al-Istawa ma'lum. Wa imanu bihi wajib. Wa, there was one more thing he said. Wa kaifiyatu majhul. But the how, the kaifiyah, that is unknown. We don't dwell into that. We don't ask, how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how did he rise? In the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that Allah descends to, to sama'u dunya every single night, the last third of the night. Looking for his servants. Who is there that's asking forgiveness? Who is there that's making du'a to him? 
Right? We don't dwell into this how. How does he come down? How does he go up? This is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to ask about this type of question, about how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come up, how does Allah go down, etc., then this is an innovation. Understood? And we will touch on this in either next week's lesson or the week after again. That he brings the night as a cover over the day, seeking it rapidly, and he created the sun, the moon, the stars, subjected to his command. Surely, his is the creation and the commandment. Blessed be Allah, the Lord of the Alameen, mankind, jinkind, and all that exists. So, Rabb, who is Allah? Huwa al-ma'bud. Wad-dalil qawlu ta'ala. So, our Lord, our Rabb, is the one that is worshipped. And this verse has come before. Ya ayyuhal nasu' budu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum waladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattakun alladhi ja'ala lakum al-arda firasha wa samaa binaa wa anzala mina samaa imaa'an fa'akhraja bihi mina thamarati rizqan lakum fala taj'alu lillahi andadaw wa antum ta'lamun That, O mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those who were before you, so that you may become al-muttaqun. Carrying on, who has made الذي جعل لكم الأرض فراشا والسماء بناء وأنزل من السماء ماء. Right, who has made the earth a resting place for you, and he has made the sky as a canopy, and sent down water. And rain from the sky and brought forth there with fruits as a provision for you. Then do not set up rivals unto Allah in worship, while you know that He alone has the right to be worshipped. So, yeah, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam. Mankind, human beings, all of us, from the time of Adam until the last person to be on this dunya, are divided into three categories. Number one, Ula'ika ala hudam mir rabbihim. وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Those that are on the true guidance from the Lord, the Muslims, people of Islam, people that believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And they are successful. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, if I were to ask, What is the definition of success? Who is a successful person? Is there any sisters? Is there any sisters? No? Right, so the brothers can put up your hands, we can take it from there. What is the definition of success? Nam Fadda. Someone who attains Jannah. Someone who attains Jannah, mashallah. Anyone else? Fadda. Somebody who recognizes Tawheed, accepts Tawheed, and inshallah, Allah accepts him. And that is success because without Tawheed, there's nothing. Taib. Anyone else? Taib. Want to add something? Fadda. Add. 
So let's now. Now, right? So Tawheed is the most important time. And obviously you will enter Jannah if you are, if you have the correct Tawheed. If you didn't have the correct Tawheed, you won't enter Jannah. Let's see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدَخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَاز وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ And whomsoever is taken far, far away from where? From Jahannam. وَأُدَخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ And like the brother said, He's entered into Jannah. He is successful. Not having a beautiful house, or a beautiful wife, a beautiful car, a beautiful family, beautiful job, earning or having so much money. Yes, Alhamdulillah, if you have that, and you're worshipping Allah correctly, and you're going to attain Jannah, then Alhamdulillah, that is great. You got on the dunya, and you'll have in the akhirah, bi'idhnillah. But for those, and this is many, many people, they don't have that. And many people today, many of our Muslim people in our communities, our brothers and our sisters, they measure success according to what? According to the dunya, right? Through wealth, success, good job, good business, beautiful wife, beautiful handsome husband. Nice children. They go to university. They get married. This is how people tend to measure success. My beloved brothers and sisters, wallahi, this is not success. Ask those people. Sit them down. And you will see. I'm not saying all of them. But you find many of them, they live what type of life? A superficial life. Those that I'm talking about that don't that don't worship Allah correctly. They don't make salah on time. They don't pay the zakah. They not obedient Muslims to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the outside, things might look good. But sit with them. Wallahi, we have cases. Divorce cases. Marriage counseling. And when you look at these people, you will think, MashaAllah, everything seems like it's so rosy. But <laughs> their lives are upside down and this is why you all when you make dua make dua Rabbana atina fid dunya hasanata wa fil akhirati hasana don't just ask for the akhirah and don't just ask for the dunya ask for both ask for the dunya and you ask for the akhirah right so this is the first category those people that believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second category. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنْذِرْهُمْ وَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ It is the same to them whether أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ It is the same to them, O Muhammad, whether you warn them or whether you don't warn them, Muhammad that they will not believe. So these people, it is ordained for them. They are not going to believe. Right? Like they say in Afrikaans, they cannot be a kumstan. Right? They are not going to listen. Right? Guidance was not written for them. But they disbelieve. So whether you are going to warn them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? Whether you're not going to warn them, you're just going to leave them. They are not going to believe. This is the second category of people. That they don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a reality. That وَأَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ That many of the people, they do not believe. And this is a reality in today's life. Look at the world around us. 
majority of the people don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third group, the third category, is that of the munafiqun, the hypocrites. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا يُرَاءُونَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مُذَبْذَبِينَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ لَا إِلَهَ أُولَئِ وَلَا إِلَهَ أُولَئِ وَمَنْ يُدْلِلِ اللَّهُ فَلَنْ تَجِدَ لَهُ سَبِيلًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَتَّخِذُوا الْكَافِرِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِنْ دُونِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَتُرِيدُونَ أَنْ تَجَعَلُوا لِلَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ سُلْطَانًا مُبِينًا إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ وَلَنْ تَجِدَ لَهُمْ نَصِيرًا So some heavy verses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that indeed, the munafiqun, they seek to deceive Allah, but it is He who deceives them. You will never be able to deceive Allah. Try to con, try to fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can maybe, when, when you were younger, you could maybe fool your parents. Right? You can fool the teacher at school. Could have fooled the principals. Can fool your friends. You're older, you can maybe fool the spouse. But you can never fool Allah Azza wa Jal. You can fool the whole of humanity. But you won't be able to fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when they stand up for salah, this is one of the qualities of the munafiqun, of a hypocrite. When he stands up for salah, he stands up with laziness. And to be seen by men. And they do not remember Allah except for a little. And this is a lesson for all of us. That we should all look into ourselves. What is our relationship with our salah? Are we on time in the masjid? Are we punctual with our salah? Ah, you know what? The walk for Asr is long. The walk for the world is long. Right? The adhan for Asr is only half past four. You can just make four o'clock is fine when we make the word. Right? We must ask ourselves this question. Then also, do we do things just to show men? I come to the masjid, I make salah so people can see, Ah, oh, mashallah, what a pious person. Right? All of us, we need to dig deep. As Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, حَاسِبُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ قَبْلَ أَن تُحَاسَبُوا That take stock of yourself before stock will be taken of you. وَزِنُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ قَبْلَ أَن تُوزَنُوا And weigh up your deeds, weigh up your things, before it will be weighed. And when will stock be taken of us? On Qiyamah. When will our deeds be weighed? On Qiyamah. And they say that some of the Salaf, every night they would sit and they would ponder. They would think, what good did I do and what bad did I do for the day? Weigh it. And remember, that good wipes out bad. That indeed your good deeds, as Allah says, it wipes out your bad. What did the Prophet, peace be upon him, say? اتَّقِ اللَّهَ حَيْثُ مَا كُنْتْ وَأَتْبِعَ سَيَّةَ الْحَسَنَةِ تَمْحُوهَا وَخَالِقِ النَّاسِ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنَةِ That be God conscious and follow up a bad deed with a good deed. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they are swain between this and that. Right? These are the munafiks. One of the signs is that they hear today, tomorrow they there, again they back here the next day, tomorrow they hear. They never hear, nor they there, they just wobbly, right? Like a tree, 
That's roots is not deep in the ground. That's not strong. When the strong winds come, what happens to him? He starts to move. It's exactly what's going on. O oh, you who believe, take not for awliya, right? Do not take as protectors or friends disbelievers instead of believers. Do you wish to offer Allah a manifest proof against yourselves? For verily the munafiqun will be the lowest depths grade of the fire. No helper will you find for them. They're going to be in the lowest pit of Jahannam. And our last point. حدثنا يحيى بن محمد بن قيس أبو زكير قال سمعت على أبن عبد الرحمن يحدث بهذا الإسناد وقال آية المنافق ثلاثة ثلاث وإن صام وصلى وزعم أنه مسلم Right? He says that there are three signs of a hypocrite even if he observed, fast and prayed and asserted that he was a Muslim. Right? And I specifically left out the three signs. Let's hear. Of what? When he speaks, he lies. Okay, that is number one. Number two. Right? When he has an amana, he breaks it. And there's one more. No, that's not one of them. There's one more. Yeah, okay. If he promises, he breaks it. That's number one. Number two, someone said there. If he speaks, he tells lies. Right? He lies. There's one more. Yamashai. One more. Right? Homework. Right? Homework. Of what? Right? Okay. Uncle Yahya is going to do his homework early, is it? But the reason why I do this also, because inshallah, if you read it, you check it up yourself, we won't forget it. And if you make a mistake or something, and you get the correct answer, do you usually forget that? You don't forget it. So, it's hardly checking now. Okay, let's hear. You can check on sunnah.com. Or come quick. Right. Now, there's one point I just want to make before we end off while they check in. Um, one of the signs, right? Now, I just want to clarify something. You get nifaku amali and you get nifaku i'tiqadi. So this hadith here is not referring to i'tiqad, to his aqidah. Because you find people, he's Muslim, but he lies. Someone is Muslim, he makes a promise, I'm going to be by you at 8 o'clock, but he comes 9 o'clock. Right? Whatever he tells you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but it is a he breaks the promise. Call it? Yalla. Sorry? Okay. Yes. Yes. When he argues, then he very rude. Right? The third one, when he, in the discussion argument, he becomes abusive. Right? So these are the three qualities. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from this and not to make us of the hypocrites. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu an la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.